I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for... And, and Another, Another Thing. Thing. Where we talk about current events. Pop culture. Things we love. Things we don't. All slathered in gobs of laughter. And all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for... And, and Another, Another Thing, Thing with Darcy and, and Kelly. The Podcast. Hello, thingies. This is Darcy. Hello, and this is Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's episode is called What, what the, the What? What? How, How do you explain, you explain that? that? <laughs> <laughs> so, in case you're wondering, this is just things that, you know, everyday things that you take for granted that if you really think about it, it's like, how do we do that? Yeah. Or who came up with that? Who a lot came of mine up are with like, that? who came up with that? Or a lot of mine. Right. And and before you mansplainers or chicksplainers, <laughs> a lot of the things that are scientific, yes, I could go to a book and find out exactly how it was invented. Right. But I'm just talking about how you wrap your head around some of yeah. these things yeah. that it's just really hard. And, and how who many thought of it in the first place that they've found the way to make it happen? Exactly. That's and that like, so many things had to align for yes. it to happen. Yes. So yes. that's kind of what we're talking about yeah. so just kind of weird factoids yeah that we hope you will enjoy so my first one and this was kind of how I got the idea and I and I brought it to Darcy okay so my first one and yes again I could read a book on Marconi and figure this out but how radio works Marconi plays yeah. the bumper listen to the radio that was one of my favorite 80s songs and I'm not ashamed anyway, I love that song too <laughs> Okay, so you're driving in your car and you, you you know you have a radio and it's picking up waves in yeah. the air in the air from towers in yes. different areas. I just I talking to each other with no words. I, I just can't. You speak into this little microphone and Ryan Seacrest could be in New York and I hear it on Saturday morning in LA. Yeah. And uh, yes, I know people or tape it. Or at the same and, minute. That's right. the thing too. It's like there's not even a delay on the radio. You're right. You know, there is on FaceTime. So let's get working on that, tech people. Right. <laughs> but that would make my teaching life, teaching right, or, lessons or, a lot easier. Right, or even a better example than that because those are those are pre-recorded. But a baseball game. Mm. Like somebody, a Dodger... You know, yeah. they could be in there doing a, you know, playing the Mets and I'm hearing it live right. in my car. I just, yeah. it just blows me away. Did you just say away. the Mets? I hope Millie isn't listening. Sorry, Millie. I or was the trying... Yankees. Yes. But they, <laughs> the Mets and the uh, Dodgers and the Yankees aren't in the same league. That's why oh, I right, said. right, right. Okay, got it. That's Sorry. why I said Mets. Because I didn't know. I know. Clearly. <laughs> um, but that's just one of those things that is mind boggling to me. If I sit down and start thinking about it, it's like how we just catch these radio waves. And that means I could listen to music in my car. Yeah, it is. Yeah. If you go down that rabbit hole, it's pretty hefty, I would say. Yeah. One of the things that blows my mind is when you have in the animal kingdom, I have several little animal things here, how a baby animal of whatever species is abandoned by its mother. But then say another species of animal takes it on as its own child and raises it at its own. At oh, its own. and they pick up the characteristics you know? or imprints. Yeah, or on... they just like, it's a dog that sees a kitten was abandoned. And so the dog decides, I will take care of you, kitten. And you get to drink my milk along with uh, my other puppies. Right. You know? And then, that, they, then how? The, and then the cat takes on dog characteristics. It's been oh, does proven. It? Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, they still have their innate, you know, cat-like things. Sure. But they will take sure. in, take on more. 
Interesting. That is. I didn't know that part of it. Or even to go farther, like on some birds will imprint on like zoologists. I mean, like, you know, zookeepers. And then Mm. they, that's their person, like for life. Yeah. Which leads me to my other animal one is like, how do some of these animals that are in captivity when they're very young because they're being saved from extinction or whatever or whatever, and then they're released back out into the wild. And how do they know how to live? Years, sometimes decades later, oh, come yeah. come back, and the and the animal knows them immediately. Like, have you ever seen that video of the one with the guy with the lion? Absolutely. And they're like, they know it's the lion because he's been tagged, and so they can tell that it's him. And like, the lion just runs to him, and like, like runs into his arms and hugging, and, and hugging, and hugging licking, him. and like, and is a full grown lion that remembers him somehow from when he was a baby. Well, animals have such just, a, a, an oh. heightened sense of smell. Yeah. And that's memory. true. I didn't think about But isn't smell. that the one too where he brings this lioness and the lion and the cubs over to isn't that the I'm same not one? Sure. This was I, this was footage from like the 70s. It was this the was 70s old... with the two guys with the longish blonde yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. I feel like it's either that one or it could be a gorilla one where the guy went mm-hmm. back and the, they brought the wife and the kids yeah. to meet them. I just saw one the other day with a, a chimpanzee who was reunited with his caregivers, which was a husband and wife, and he was just kissing them, and they were hugging and hugging, and the guy was giving him, like, zerberts on the chimp's belly and stuff, and he was just like, ah! <laughs> it was just so God, I wish you guys could have seen the face that Darcy just made. It was delightful. Sorry. Um, I love, I, yeah. I love things like that. Me too. And I, you know, and I'm, we, I'm famously known amongst my friends as, you know, I'm the baby person, and not the and animal person. Get, and not that I hate animals, but with my allergies, I could never really bond with them. So for me, I'm like, yeah, let's picture your dog. All right. Thank you. Okay. So baby person. Baby person. Okay. If you sit down, and this is without any chemicals or Mm -hmm. booze or pot or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you sit down and you start thinking about childbirth, Mm -hmm. it blows me the fuck away. Yep. It blows me away Mm -hmm. how you are... And everybody goes, well, it's the same thing as a chicken getting an egg or somebody hatching. You know, like, that all blows me away. Yeah. That all is amazing to me. But when you think about, and you think about how far it's come. Mm -hmm. You know, how many women would die in childbirth or the child would die. And now, another thing that blows my mind. We're going to have to come up with a different word because I'm going to say blow my mind the entire show. (laughs) Is in utero surgery. How they can do open heart surgery of a baby who isn't even born. On the, just the tiniest of little organs like what I yeah I just can't even I can't even imagine the steadiness of hand right you, you know any every surgeon has to have but to then operate on an a fetus in through the mother so you're not only yeah. you're not only dealing with the baby's life you're dealing mm-hmm. with the mother's life because you're going in through the yeah I, I just and 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 and, and how they could I just I mean, it's incredible. Arthroscopic or lap- laparoscopic surgery, anyway, is, is amazing to me how they could mm-hmm. get the instruments in tiny little. Like, we've both have, yeah. have had laparoscopic surgery and open. So, I mean, yeah. we've both had both. I have a big scar and I have a yes. little scar. But they tie six little tiny slits that they get all mm-hmm. their instruments in. Yeah. And then they suck a gallbladder out through one of them. What? How did my gallbladder get through that pencil sized little hole? They, they you know? whatchamacallit? They, they, they deflate it. No, they um, granulate it. I feel like oh, they, really? they blow it up. I mean, it's I a little know. pieces. I didn't do research. And then they I suck it out. Hmm. Um, but I mean, medical advancement just 
it's it's mind boggling. Here, I'll I'll use a different word. Boggling. Boggling. Um, and who decides? You know, I bet you we could do that surgery, but instead of a six-inch scar, I bet we could just put little tubes that have little robotic hands in it. Yeah. With the tools. I mean, it's <laughs> what you want to what? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that pitch? Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm thinking I could go in there with some chopsticks and a. <laughs> And a rubber band, and I could take that gallbladder and a out. Paperclip. MacGyver does surgery. Exactly. <laughs> that also leads me to actually kind of one of my other things is that everybody has everybody's organs, once they develop in full, are the same size. So we think of who do we know that's really, really thin? Uh, our twins. Right. Well, sometimes I look at models and I'm like, how do they fit their organs in their body? Exactly. I'm like, where are their organs? I have the same size liver as this 98-pound girl. Well, probably not. Yours might be a little bit bigger. (laughs) You're my liver. You're my liver. Might be a little little bloated. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you know, her heart's the same size as mine. How, How is that even possible? There's no place for her to have it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just look at these women. These like these size zero, zero or double zero women. Beautiful women. Yeah. I'm, 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 we are I'm, not body shaming. I'm We're just certainly not body shamed by how I'm, we all. I'm, the same I just size look at that and I'm like, where is their kidney? I don't yeah. understand. Right. Do you have it like in your purse? Yeah. I don't know. In your purse. It's in the pocket of the big <laughs> giant coat that they're making made to wear. Um, down the runway, but anyway, what what else do you have? Um, so here's something. I mean, you know, as 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 you are a songwriter, and people are, you know, and and I think sometimes you just hear something that is just so spectacular that I have to believe. Whether you know, if you're atheist or agnostic, there are some things that just have to be explained to me as God given. Mm, yes. But one of the things that, and especially like from the Middle Ages or the Renaissance. When you see sculptures that are out of marble and mm. you see such intricate detail like the folds of a gown or the yeah. veins on a man's arm or the toenails. And you think about this sculptor took a huge block of marble mm-hmm. and what did he do? He chiseled away everything that wasn't sculptor. I mean, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, And they talk just... about artists have to see what's in the, the block of marble. They have to envision what's in there to be able to chisel it out and that's like i can't imagine looking at a block of marble and seeing anything but a block of marble you know like i don't see a vision of anything beautiful in that it's a block maybe a tabletop (laughs) you know but conversely i'm sure there are people who like look at notes on a scale and they're like oh they're just a little Dots yeah. and some of the dots have feet and some of the dots right. have wings. But you could look at but that that's and a you can make a song. Right. That's really technically it's right. a language that you can anybody can learn to read it if you want to do that. But I feel like anybody could chisel something out, I guess. But would it be good? No. I, I think you'd have you to. But when you look at the detail, yeah. the detail of some of these. Yeah. And I mean, I guess arguably you could talk about the Sistine Chapel too. But I mean, you yes, you can go into an art class and you could learn different techniques. This mm-hmm. is this kind of brush stroke. That's this. You could learn exactly. colors. Yeah. You could learn the yeah. color wheel. But I feel like you can't learn like mm-hmm. the detail of the Sistine Chapel or the mm-hmm. detail of the Piatta's dress. Yeah. You know, the, and especially... I mean, metal casting and stuff, I can understand almost a little more because you make the form, you, you know. But mm-hmm. when you're chiseling away everything that isn't my sculpture. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. That's, yes, that's 
incredible. And there's, you know, people in the art world will also say, like, there's plenty of people who can copy original works. Right. You know, and are hired as to restore original right. works. And a person who understands art can look at one of their pieces and go, that's not the original. From yeah, looking at it. Yeah, which is amazing. It, you know, and how does, how do they but get they so can... knowledgeable? And how do they know that this person, as let's say, you've got a person who can perfectly, to you and I, perfectly something. copy a Rembrandt. But then the art expert can, can look see, at it and say, nope. Right, but yeah. can say the person who did the copying does is missing the thing that made Rembrandt Rembrandt. You right. following me? Right. Yeah, I am. And so it's like how, these people who can, for me, like I'm very artistic, but not in the form of art, like stuff that Applied hangs on art. a wall, you yeah. know. And so I, I couldn't. I'd look at the copy and go, "This is incredible. You're so gifted." Yeah, me and too. yet some expert would be like, "No, they're really not. They're just." You know, like they, the it, yeah. And it's like, A, shut up. There's plenty of this things that this person could do with the talent that they have. Right. You know, but it, that just blows my mind is how they can yeah. see that they're missing something. And and, and we do. We're, we're blessed with having so many artistic friends. But yes. it just, at some point, I just have to say it's otherworldly given. Whatever yeah. your higher power, whatever you believe in. Yeah. Yes, the person is talented, but there's something, there's fire in the blood. There's, I mean, yeah. they, something like you said, what's that it? What is it. that thing? And it's not something you can ever really see or it, it's No, it's not tangible at all. It's just, yeah. see, this is the kind of stuff that it's like, if I just sit here and think about it, it's like, wow. Yeah. Like, why is somebody who has a fantastic voice, a really great, I know so many great singers who aren't famous, Yeah, you know, and why what is that thing there's an intangible thing maybe they never pursued it maybe they always wanted to be you know right. in, in a background person and that's fine and totally honorable like that one person who's you know works at the post office but sings sunday in a choir and you're like <laughs> right. what and they're like yeah i just like to sing right i just like it and they don't want to go through the rigmarole or they were like yes i want to be a musician for a living but i choose to be a backup singer like i get as a person who has is a backup singer i get really aggravated when people are like you should be in the front you should be in the front i'm like i actually like harmonizing with other people right. i don't mind being part of the a piece of the whole, you know, I like it and enjoy it. So, but you know, whatever. It's like what the people who do want to be famous and those that haven't made it, it's like, what is it? What's not there that what, what's some the executive isn't seeing? What's you know? the it factor? Yeah. Okay. So here's another animal kingdom one from me. I can't believe this. Owls do not have eyeballs. What? They have eye tubes or cylinders. They're like rod-shaped eyes that do not move in their sockets like human eyeballs do. So they that's have why to, their whole head turns? Yep. They have to move their body or head to look around. <gasps> Isn't that crazy, that is Never. Well, obviously I never knew that, but yeah. I'm trying to picture it. So they have like tubes where their eyes, well. I didn't see a picture of what their eyes look mm -hmm. like. You know, so it's hard to kind of imagine. It's hard to wrap my head around what that looks like, I suppose. I suppose Professor Google has a picture of an right. owl eye somewhere. But, um, yeah, I never knew that. And I just, like I said, this is kind of just a weird factoid. 
how do you explain that? You know, exactly. how did it evolve that way as opposed to what every other creature on the planet has an eyeball pretty and much? That's, that's so, again, that's something when you think about it and how did it, is it for predatory purposes? Is mm. it, is it? Yeah. Yeah. This thing I was reading did not dig that far into it, but I'm fascinated by that. So that's my last Animal Kingdom one, I think. So we're talking about like the radio and stuff, but honestly, I'm pretty much a lot of technology. I mean, like the telephone, like light bulbs and stuff, I could wrap my mm. head. I'm still electricity. I just, you I know. I got something for that too. Finish your thought and I'll tag on that. Well, there's a lot of technology and we're in an amazing time where it happened. It's happening so fast. Yes. It's happening so fast and so furiously. I mean, I think about it all the time. My father, may he rest in peace, who would have just, I couldn't even imagine my father with a cell phone. Yeah. I just couldn't even imagine. Because, I mean, he, he was pretty cutting edge with computers. And he had games on the, you know, like the old school, like Tetris yeah. and Minecraft. He loved <laughs> those things. But if he knew that he could sit there anywhere with, you know, first of all, a stereo on his phone, a camera on his phone, a right. whole gaming system on his phone, email, it would just blow him away. Yeah. yeah. When you think about all of that, and again, that one, I know somebody could explain to me how it actually happens. But mm -hmm. when you really think about that, or like AI, mm. how you're thinking, you're, you're, you'd say like, oh, I like your, your shirt. Oh, thank It's from Target. And then I go to my phone instantaneously and I have an ad from Target. Yeah, that I don't get. How, how are you picking up my conversation yeah. and then showing me ads? Where, you know, I was talking to somebody that week and about something and there's an ad for that. I don't get that. And I mean, I know it's like they say, well, turn off your speakers, turn off your this. I turn mm. off everything. Or t At this point, I don't, I know it's, <laughs> you know, when people t uh, write to me on, and God bless people who warn you when you do those silly quizzes, like, yeah. if you are a food, I'd be an olive, you right, know? Yeah. Um, and people are like, don't do that. That's for, you know, that's uh, information Data mining. Data mining, yeah. Like, but I know that. Mm -hmm. I really, I do know that that's what happens. And I feel like they are, they have all that stuff now. Yeah. I feel like, first of all, the people who are w so paranoid about it are people that the government wouldn't give two shits about anyway. I'm like, you're not that important, right. you know? And I'm and like, you're going to have the $12 ahead. I have in my yeah. bank account. <laughs> get your info get my information and good luck with what you find out, you know? But along with technology, uh, we all know that our f smartphones are millions of times more powerful than the Apollo guidance computer, the AGC, really? that NASA used to send us to the moon in 69. But here's some more details about that. Millions of times more powerful than the computer that sent us to the moon. What? For, for one thing. Wow. So AGCs, the Apollo guidance computer, cost $3.5 million each, and they were the size of a car. But... Just the clock function of an iPhone 6, not even the latest one, whatever it is now, is comparable to sending 120 million simultaneous Apollo-era spacecraft to the moon and back. Just the clock on an iPhone can send what? 120 million. What fuck? Is that not crazy? How, like, you, I, I cannot wrap my head around that. No, me either. And then I sit there and think, those and we have, four and I have it in my purse. And I have one in my purse. Right. And those astronauts, I'm like, oh my God, if you'd told them at the time, 
you know, right, we're gonna... sending you to the moon with a paper clip and a, you know, pair of scissors, you know, like that's, it's just crazy. And that, I know I brought this up. I think maybe it was on our Halloween episode from last year. One of them that I had watched one of the American Horror Story shows that posited the, the theory that when aliens landed in Roswell, that they made a trade with the president, I believe, who was Truman at the time. Yeah. You know, we'll give you all our technology to work with as long as you allow us to come do kidnap a certain number of people every year to experiment and try to make hybrids out of. And it's like, there's obviously no proof that's a conspiracy theory, but it just, when you think about stuff like this, it makes you think, how is has technology just moved so quickly Leaps and bounds. in so it's such short a short time. period you're of time. You're right. You're right. It's something fun to think about and a little creepy and weird, yes. but you know, that's just, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hundred and hundred and not just, not just a handful of Apollo era spacecraft to the moon and back, but 120 million of them can simultaneously go to the moon and back with the with the technology of your the iPhone technology of the clock. clock in your iPhone that is just what what so um, piggybacking off of what we were talking about surgery and utero and and this is my last one and this is my brain is so uh, a while back some of you fans may uh, listeners fans whatever people <laughs> family remember that I had hip replacement surgery last December last yeah last December that still blows me away, what they could yes. do with, you know, I have, I think my physical therapist at the time was explaining, I have like four different parts of the prosthetic that goes, that, you know, hooks up together. I have the cup, I have the ball, I have the, the joint, the actual joint that moves, and then I have the, the rod that goes into my femur. But it's just, it's amazing. And I remember at the time saying that it's painful, but it's a hopeful pain because, you know, I'm, I'm getting around and I'm... And uh, at least it's, you know, getting better. But mm. just overnight, I remember when I woke up in the hospital, I was already feeling Ugh. so much less pain. And that's what everybody was saying. People who had had hip replacements were saying, it's an immediate difference and it's a game changer. And thank God so that now was I've true. Come, you know, so now, you know, I've come pretty far and, you know, still, uh, still, I, I eventually have to get left. But I mean, just the amount of progress that I had made even relatively early on. I remember way back then you were over one day and the, my physical therapist was there mm-hmm. and you even said at the time, you're like, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. So I teared up a little because, Aww. you know, she's got her walker and she stands there and her hands in the air, like, look, ma, no hands. And I had not seen her be able to hold herself up at at least six months, at yeah. least if not yeah. nine. And so, yeah. Yeah. I remember amazing. that day. That was funny. Anyway. So that blows me away too. The, the medical things that we can do now and just like, yeah, let's just make this out of right. stainless steel and stick it in your hip. Well, this is not really connected. I have a, f- a few more. This one oh, yeah, no, I'm glad. is connected in the way that it, <laughs> how the hell did they figure this out? Here's how. Did you know that gasoline has calories? No, but I bet it was somebody who was siphoning gas and put on a couple pounds. <laughs> it's like, I wonder how many Weight Watchers points that. Um... Oh, my God. Apparently, gas has, oh, I didn't write down how much, 31,000 calories. I didn't write down in how much gas, which is the equivalent of 15 to 20 days worth of calories that you would need to survive in food. Yeah. Now, they figured this, scientists figured this out when they were comparing 
the efficiency of a car to a human pedaling a bike. Well, that's what I was going to say because calories are based on, K calories are based on like the amount of energy you have to use to burn okay. it off, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. So in calculating how many calories it takes to bike for one mile at 15 miles per hour, they found that a person could bike 912 miles on a single gallon of gas. <laughs> Wow. If it was safe to drink gas, right. which it and is not, so please don't drop do that. dead. Yes, <laughs> yes, but that's pretty fascinating. Like, man, if one day they could find the technology to make gas edible, well, then we'd never be over the oil thing, would we? Never mind. Forget, <laughs> forget that idea. It's like, do we help? Um, starving people or the gas crisis. God damn it. Right. Now, so now we feel guilty enough. Like I shouldn't use my car to take a trip. I should only use it for work now, but children are starving. I really shouldn't be driving to. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So this is just an interesting personal story. My, a good friend of mine, shout out to Mark Aaron James, a singer songwriter friend. He is the grandson of the guy who created the little nubby at the end of Bobby pins. No. Yes. So it doesn't scrape your head? Because he was like, yeah, I guess probably his wife or somebody was complaining about how it, you know, it's, if you've ever used one where the nubbies fell off, Absolutely. you can totally scrape your scalp and hurt yourself. And so he invented that and he ended up selling the, he sold the patent to Goody. So yep. Goody owns a patent for a chunk of money. And his inheritance was to be used toward his college education. My friend, Mark. Uh -huh. Mark didn't want to go to college. He wanted to be a singer-songwriter, and that's what he wanted to do. And his dad said, well, this money is earmarked for your college. So they made a deal. Mark's like, okay, I'll go to college if, if you pay for it, you know, and then afterwards you need to let me do what I want to do. And his dad agreed. So Mark has a, a, some, like, bio, bi biology degree wow. from Vanderbilt University and graduated and never worked a, quote, real job another day in his life. He has been a successful self, you know, uh, he's not rich, but he, he does well, you know, has supported himself well, as a singer-songwriter. And if you're interested since. in that's, um, oh, he's, I'm thinking of the other one. That's the one, the guitar friend. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Mark Aaron James, look him up. He's got some really fun songs and he's been doing it for a long time. But I remember he was out here in LA visiting and we were, you know, having a late uh, dinner at a Norm's and he told me this story. And I was like, what the heck, dude? That's a great story. I, was like, I can't believe I said somebody had to come up with it. You know, you, know, you think about everyday items that people came up with. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And what, what was the catalyst in their life? Um, my last one here is I've always thought about cotton candy. Why? Yeah. You know, just why? It's not that I never it, been a fan. Really? So I mean, weird. It's fine. it's fine. Yeah. But it was invented in 1895 by John C. Wharton, who is a candy maker that tracks, obviously. <laughs> and William Morrison, a dentist. <laughs> They called it fairy floss. Yeah, I've heard it called candy floss for sure in England, but okay. fairy floss. Fairy floss, and they sold thousands of it at the St. Louis World's Fair in 1904, thousands of servings. It wasn't renamed cotton candy until the 1920s by Joseph Lascaux, another dentist. <laughs> Try to pump up the it. brand. Exactly. Pump Who sold up it? the brand. Pump it up. <laughs> 
who sold it to his patients. And I'm like, those dentists were trying to ensure their careers. Yeah. They were trying to make sure yeah. that they Brand had loyalty. patients. Yep. You know, and I was just like, what the heck? That was the crazy thing about it to me was that, why did they come up with cotton candy? Oh, because a couple dentists wanted to make sure they had a lot That's of That's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. So, but when people say like, I have a colleague who, whenever we're planning a picnic, she goes, well, we should get a cotton candy machine. I love cotton candy. I'm like, what is there to love? It's like, it's a, I like the taste, but it's gone so fast. Yeah. It's so, sti- what's it's on your fingers? Ew. And I guess that's part of it, you know, and it's cute and whatever, but yeah, I, guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So those are just some of the things. See, this is what we do. This is why we have a podcast, because we could talk about these things that normally you're just like sitting around with your friends going, whoa, so Darcy and I could do that and you guys get to listen. (laughs) But don't just listen. Let us know what blows you away. Like, honestly, like didn't get into air flight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, how does it stay up in the air? Yes, we know physics and all that science and all that stuff. But it's still like this is when you're like 300 other people in this thing barreling towards Orlando and, you know, wherever. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, we're all going. We're all going. And um, this would have taken six months before and like Mm -hmm. six people on the trip would die. And, Mm -hmm. you know, or how these giant cruise ships stay afloat oh like, my what? i just can't it's just it's those it's cruise ships that are like a city on the yeah. sea blow me away i think i saw a picture once of a juxtaposed juxtaposed mm-hmm. thank you picture of the titanic sitting in front of like one of those, one of those ships. princess yeah. ships or whatever and it's and you think of Titanic being gigantic when you know you see the But the, the other one looks like you could eat it for breakfast, Yeah, absolutely. Right? It actually looks like it's turd that it pooped out after breakfast, honestly. <laughs> it's just like crazy. And it's just, God bless these people with the smarts to, to come up with all this stuff, you know? It's just, it's incredible. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Oh, I also read uh, Einstein was partially responsible for the modern day refrigerator because the first ones had really toxic chemicals fluids in them mm-hmm. and they leaked easily because um, it had a lot of moving parts I right guess. right like coils and, so, and stuff yeah so he and his apprentice guy had to work like he'd read a story that a family had been killed because of the toxicity of the leaks of their refrigerator, uh, refrigerator. and he read this in a story and he was like i gotta fix that wow so super einstein right uh, or edison it was who's who was more who was edison. earlier well, Edison was the inventor. Einstein was, you know, the physicist. Okay, then maybe I'm thinking Edison. Sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> Einstein or Edison. They were two very two, different people. I know, it I know, It must have been Edison. I just remember Einstein, starting with an E. Yeah, it had to be Edison. Okay. Because Einstein is much more contemporary. Okay. So, yeah, he, he, they found a way to make a refrigerator that didn't have moving parts and so that it wouldn't That's leak That's really like interesting. That. And, and you never heard, hear that Edison had right. something to do with that. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, I didn't write that one down. And it was That's probably his apprentice, and Edison probably stole it from probably. him. <laughs> kind of like, you know, uh, Hans Zimmer's apprentices pretty much write all of his actual movie scores now. Oh, but did I say that out loud? Shoot. 
<laughs> well, there was another thing way back when. Um, another and, thing. Yeah, and, and I had surgery, and then, you know, like six months before that, I'd had another surgery, so like last year. They have this new thing that I'm hoping whoever invented it got the money and they didn't just give the patent to Simons and make like 50 bucks. It's like a raft that they put under you, and it's with you your whole hospital stay. Huh. And they inflate it to move you from one gurney to the other. Oh, wow. And it becomes like an air mattress. And then they just float you over <gasps> and deflate it. And then when you're done with your surgery, they blow it up and float you back and put you back on. It's they an amazing thing. They did not thing. do that with me with my yeah. gallbladder. Yeah. They had to lift me and uh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> it is. But no, these things are. And uncomfortable and, you know. Well, that's the one thing about this is you're pretty much, even with a sheet between it, you're laying on a rubber raft the whole time you're in the hospital. Wow. So that is not very comfortable and it's very warm. Mm. But they're oh. amazing things. So, that's yeah. incredible. Wow. Wow. What are some of the most impressive inventions of our time yeah. that you can think of? We would what love to. What boggles your mind? Yeah, like about... if you're in the shower and you're like, you no, know, there are some things you think of like. Like the little nibs on a bobby pin. Yeah. Like the, you know. Why is that there? Who did that? Yeah. You know, the little things at the end of shoelaces. Why are they there? Iglets, I think they're called. Iglets. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, please let us know uh, what you think about the show. We would love to hear from you. And as always, show ideas. Ask yes. us anything. Send, Send us, us questions. questions. We would love to do another question show. We haven't done one of advice. those in a while. Ask your questions you want our advice on yep. or just anything you want to know. Yep. Goofy advice. Ask us questions. Please interact with us. Have a great week. Stay safe. Stay sane. And healthy and hopeful. Bye, thingies. You've been listening to And Another Thing with Darcy and Kelly. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave a review on the platform you're listening at. You can follow us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Another Thing TV. Thanks, Thanks for, for your, your support. support.